Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 the Seattle Sports app. Absolutely one of the most knowledgeable people that we will ever have the honor of having on a radio show. Um, you want it straight from the horse's mouth, from the horse's you-know-what, that would be me, right? Phil Anderson, former WDFW director. Uh, good morning, sir. Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning, Joey, and good morning, Tom. How are you guys sitting here on a beautiful, sunny day on the Pacific Ocean in Westport? Well, Westport is the pick of the pack right now. If you look at the uh, you look at the catch rates of all four ocean ports right now, Westport had the best average on Chinook. Eight hundred ninety anglers. Boating 560 Chinook. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best on the coast right now. That's got to warm the cockles of a former WDFW director's heart, buddy. Well, it does. And, uh, you know, I'm going to generalize here, but probably for the last decade, the opener in the, in late June and, and the first couple of weeks of July have not been good here in Westport. And so this is this is one of the first strong openers we've had here in a long time, um, and guys are guys are running out ten twelve miles, uh, so they're not having to go a long ways. Um, fishing, as you as you said, has been great. A number, lots of Chinook. We kind of anticipated this was going to happen because the the commercial troll fishery has also had a a great. Uh, early start, they've reached their almost reached their uh, spring quota, and, they, and uh, they've closed now. They were all all the way down to 11 fish uh, trip limit, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty exciting, and the weather's been been awesome as well. So it's a just been a great opportunity for the sport fishermen and folks fishing off private boats and charter boats to go out there and have some really good success. And the and the fish we we're seeing a. a nicer grade of Chinook this year all over the place, everywhere from Southeast Alaska, all the way down to the Columbia. We're just seeing like it's, it's, they're getting a little bigger. They're, they're well fed. There's plenty of food out there for them. They look, uh, they look, yeah, fat and sassy. I've seen, there was a dressed weight, uh, 24 pound, uh, fish weighed in at the Derby booth here. Uh, I think yesterday I've seen a number of you know, fish right around 20, um, and, of course, uh, quite a few in the 12 to 14-pound category. But really, as you say, really nice grade of fish. How do we get here? Um, is this – are we seeing the the beginnings of all this increased hatchery production? Is this what we're – can we count on this for the, the next, you know, couple years going years. forward? I mean, what, what... – Oh, boy, isn't that the $64 question for – um, I'm certainly hopeful that, you know, the increase in, in, um, Chinook production coming from the money, uh, we've been getting through the Pacific Salmon Commission. That's kind of the place I've been spending 
my time on in terms of my using what, up whatever chips I have and with our federal delegation to try to get some additional funding. We've been averaging between 6 and $7 million a year here since 2019, adding, you know, almost 20 million releases from hatcheries in Puget Sound on the coast and the Columbia River, both fall and spring Chinook. Um, so it's been, it's been really cool to have uh, a, a getting great reception from our congressional delegations, Alaska, Washington, Oregon, to help support the increased production. And, it, and by the way, all of that increased production is being done in a manner that's consistent with the, our hatchery genetic management plans that give us ESA coverage for our hatchery facilities. So uh, pretty. I know there's a lot of doom and gloom that folks focused on out there, but I think this is the, hopefully this is going to be a real success story, and uh, both augment the prey base for southern resident killer whales, which is its primary purpose. But at the same time, I think it's going to add uh, fish to the catch and and uh, success rates here for for our fisheries. So that's uh, really cool. And really, the bulk of this really won't find traction until next year, at least in some of these Puget Sound waters. So this this great news is set against the backdrop of uh, a Duval non-governmental organization that for the purpose of this interview will remain nameless, that is fighting your efforts. It is fighting um, increased hatchery releases and recently came very, very close to closing the Southeast Alaska Chinook troll fishery. Can, can you give us the import, the impact of the Ninth Circuit Court decision that struck down this lawsuit, Phil, and, and, and where we're probably heading right now with, with regard to future litigation? Yeah, I can sure try, Tom. Um, so we have to be a little careful here before, you know, we start celebrating. Um, because if, if you – so the, the biological opinion that they challenged – is in association with the the uh, new agreement that we have under the Pacific Salmon Treaty, which was consummated in 2018. They're they're based they're generally 10-year agreements, and uh, uh, National Marine Fisheries Service consulted and did a biological opinion on the action, uh, looking primarily at the federal the, the federal nexus is the delegation of authority to the state of Alaska to manage its fisheries in federal waters. So, um, two of the pieces uh, there were there were really really three three pieces here. We had hat, increase in hatchery production. We in addition to that we have a Puget Sound critical stocks hatchery conservation program. So there's about three million in addition to the amount I mentioned that goes into the conservation hatchery programs on the Stillaguamish Dungeness and South Fork of the Nooksack. Uh, and, um, and then the, uh, we also have about, we invested about $10 million a year in habitat restoration in Puget Sound. And uh, so what they, basically the, this organization came in and challenged the biological opinion on, uh, and asked in their, in for relief they asked the Southeast Alaska Troll Fishery to be closed, and they asked um, for um, that they enjoin the implementation of the portion of that biop that pertains to the increase in hatchery production. So, um, that the 
the issue went to the federal magistrate. The magistrate came out and recommended that, yes, close that fishery, stop the hatchery production, um, and then subsequently came out and and uh, went, then the recommendation went to district court. District court said yes to the stop the uh, fishery, but said no to the enjoin of the hatchery program. So they based, they said that the district court uh, said that there would the the um, uh, the potential harm to listed salmon was so was small. And the harm, um, the potential benefits to the southern resident killer whales was significant. So uh, they ruled that that they would not enjoin that and and leave the hatchery production in place. So the next step then was the state of Alaska, followed by the the federal National Marine Fisheries Service. Um, they appealed to the Ninth Circuit reg regarding the closure of the commercial troll fishery and ask them to enjoin that uh, until the issue can be fully vetted in the court. So what we have is the Ninth Circuit saying, no, we are not going to, Im to implement this decision relative to the fishery until the case has been heard uh, in its entirety and we can rule whether or not um, that needs to happen. And at the same time, then this, uh, the third party organization came in and asked the Ninth Circuit to overrule the district court and stop the hatchery production. And the Ninth Cir Circuit said, no, we are not going to do that. We're going to allow the, the hatchery production, the increase in hatchery production to stay in place. Um, and, uh, basically said that uh, similar was that uh, the potential benefit to the sun resident killer whale outweighed the potential uh, and speculative uh, harm to listed salmonids. So, so that's, from, yeah. from, from, from our perspective, we're talking with former WDFW director Phil Anderson this morning. From our perspective, in the short term, people were kind of licking their chops selfishly saying, well, if they're not catching them in southeast Alaska because of the closure – the bigger issue is we do not want misguided non-governmental organizations managing our fisheries or our hatcheries. Yeah, and moreover, um, this, I mean, people may have been licking their chops, but just remember, if this can happen to the Southeast Alaska troll fishery, if they can close that because they think those removals harm Southern resident killer whales in a measurable way, they can do the same thing here. I mean, Absolutely. it would set a horrible precedent and put all of our fisheries at more risk than they already are. So, Especially if they shut down a commercial fishery like that, um, we're easy pickings as recreational anglers, you know? Um, oh, Joey, and, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. Yep. And so it's the trickle down. If they, if they get in... Tom and I talk to a lot of anglers, you know, and, and some of them don't want a troll fishery. They don't want commercial fisheries on our salmon stocks. They want those fish for them selfishly. But then we explain that to them. Yeah. That, look, hey, if they chop the head off, we're down here further. 
we're getting chopped too. Well, I, I think the bigger issue too is now this this group from Duval did not get a payday. It, it, it seems to be their business model. And and you've had more experience with this than anybody else, Phil. It, it's just they put you in a difficult position. They read the letter of the law of the ESA and find these little these little cracks in the ESA that allow them some some litigation and and, and some some success that they've had. And I use the term success in quotes. And uh, you know we we really need to start paying more attention to this stuff because if we don't watch what's going on in the courts, we won't watch what's going on in the end of our line. Yeah. So, Phil yeah, Anderson. And just- just take a look at the front page of the Seattle Times today. Uh, it, the front, the article on the front page of at least electronically, is all about fisheries and orcas, and it it asks the questions: Can both orca and fishing survive? And then it goes. The first line says: Fisheries up and down the West Coast are allocated fish for harvest. Um, to ensure sustainable populations, um, southern resident killer whales gets what gets what's left, oh, as if dude. to suggest that we have high harvest rates in saltwater. I mean, you can't count the stuff when, once they enter the river as prey base. The killer whales aren't going in there, but but it's just it just speaks to the misunderstanding we're managing our fisheries on. The weakest stock, we have very low harvest rates, and what's left is 80-plus percent of the fish. That's what's and, left of the killer whales. So, and we we have cut our fisheries, and you made the point on, this, on these airwaves a couple years ago. If recreational fishing cuts would solve this issue, we would have solved it long ago. Per, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, ha- it's habitat. It's habitat. It's ha- and if you don't have habitat, you compromise your habitat. We have to have hatcheries, and, yeah. and they're 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 a necessary oh, evil. We, yeah, that'd be another segment to talk about hatcheries, Boy, wouldn't it? Well, if we can get you on and do a weekly Uncle Phil drill, hey, right? Hey, you know? don't don't beat up, <laughs> don't beat up on Phil. <laughs> Phil Anderson, I, I, we're we're going to come out to Westport and fish on your boat. We're just going to show up. We're All not right. even going to wait for okay, an invitation. Just... Bring Larry Carpenter with us. <laughs> We're we're just okay. going to be you know deckhands and one passenger you know one of these. Days, well, it's so. sitting there waiting waiting for you to come. You just tell me when. All right, buddy. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, Appreciate man. your time. Happy Fourth of July, my friend. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. Right. Take care, Phil. Bye, Phil. Bye. All right, that's uh, that's from the horse's mouth. Man, and, and the, I the could listen to that asked, guy talk about this stuff for hours. I don't know that anybody has a better grasp on the subject matter than than that man and can speak to it so eloquently. But here's the deal, gang. If you know anybody that's supporting the Wild Cash Conservancy from Duval, you got they got to they got to knock it off. You gotta these, you gotta guys you are, gotta give them some information. These guys you know? are lost. They they want to end all fishing. They want to end all hatcheries. Mm-hmm. Anybody supporting these guys is 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 just absolutely cutting our own throat. All right, coming up next, the Northwest Outdoor Report presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Coming at you next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. This very morning, July 1st, kicks off Chinook openers in CQ, Port Angeles, and Marine Area 11, Tacoma, Vashon Island. Anglers are remembered are reminded that Area 11 is open to Chinook fishing Saturdays through Wednesdays, closed Thursday and Fridays. CQ Marine Area 5 opens today through August 15th for Hatchery, Chinook, and Coho, and the Chinook fishery can close sooner if the 4,000 Chinook quotas taken. Marine Area 5 
is open August 16th through September 30 for Hatchery Mark Coho Fishery. The Eastern Straits Wanda Fuca Marine Area 6 opens up this morning through August 15th. Also for Mark Chinook and Coho, the Chinook Fishery could close earlier if that 7,258 Chinook quota gets smoked. Fisheries regulations are not going to be simplified anytime soon. So pick up your copy of the new WDFW 23-24 fish pamphlet at your local tackle shop. Coastal Washington anglers are now targeting Chinook and Coho off the entire Washington coast with the openings of Marine Area 1 Iwako and Westport Marine Area 2. Both areas got off to a hot start, reporting nearly a fish per rod, with Coho making up the bulk of the catch in Iwako and Chinook the top catch in Westport with 890 anglers boating 560 kings. In Marine Area 3 La Push, an increase in anglers only averaged a salmon for every five rods. Nia Bay Marine Area 4 reported 2,300 anglers with 600 Chinook and 130 Coho for a solid 0.32 fish per angler. Coastal salmon anglers will be looking for their share of the coastwide Chinook quota of 39,000 fish, which is up from last year's quota of 27,000. Ocean seasons are slated to run through September 30, or as long as the harvest quotas hold out. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you. Season details are listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and wdfw.wa.gov. Puget Sound's summer crab fishing seasons got underway this morning, season similar to last year with closures on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Therefore, crabbing will be closed on the actual July 4th holiday. Crabbers are reminded to keep their crab pots properly weighted down to avoid traps moving and becoming lost. For marine areas 4, 5, 6, 8, and 9, they're open July 1st through September 4th, Thursdays through Mondays only. Uh, the daily limit throughout Puget Sound is five Dungeness crab and hard hard shell males only with a minimum carapace width of six and a quarter inches. Puget Sound crabbers are required to record their catch of Dungeness crab on their catch record cards after attaining the crab. Uh, anglers are reminded and requested to refrain from grabbing, dropping crab gear in trolling lanes in limited salmon fishing areas. Please drop your pots in Washington State ferry lanes instead. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Don't drop them in ferry lanes. Columbia River Summer King retention closes from Astoria to Priest Rapids. Effective immediately, fishing for adult hatchery summer Chinook will be shut down on the Columbia from the Astoria Megler Bridge upstream to Priest Rapids Dam. State salmon managers made the call with the return so far coming in weaker than expected, with dam counts tracking less than expected, short of 24,000, and today is the 50% time of entry mark. The preseason forecast was for 85,837 summer kings back to the big, the mouth of the big river, but the new figure used for today's decision was 59,771. The new total expected catch of 2,488 fish on the main stem, stem, the main stem Columbia from Peace Rapids Dam down to the estuary, and mostly below Bonneville through June 30 will have exceeded the new allocation of 2,242 fish. Whale carcasses washing up on Martha's Vineyard fuel speculation about wind turbines. Conservation groups and offshore wind critics are calling for an investigation into the deaths of two humpback whales that washed up on the shores of Martha's Vineyard last week. Two composing humpbacks have been found in the surf on the southeast tip of Martha's Vineyard. Early the next morning, a second humpback whale carcass was discovered five miles away on the island's eastern shoreline. Federal scientists say the cause of the deaths remains unclear. And in an email, a NOAA spokesman, spokesperson said that it will not be performing an autopsy on either whale and that any type of partner-supported exam is being stood down. NOAA has said the whale deaths are part of what they call a, quote, unusual mortality event, unquote, in which at least 200 dead humpbacks 
have washed up along the East Coast since 2016. Alarmingly, NOAA has issued an incidental harassment authorization to, to Vineyard Wind, which went into effect in May, allowing the developer to injure marine mammals. Vineyard Wind is authorized by NOAA to take as many as 66 humpback whales during its first year of construction. It's further authorized to, to take 100 minkies, 38 fin whales, 20 critically endangered right whales, and thousands of seals and dolphins. This is especially concerning for Washington and Oregon residents and anglers, given the fact that the federal government, specifically the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, has designs on developing identical power generation off the Washington and Oregon coastline. Skagit Sockeye Surge has anglers eyeing Baker Lake opener. A serious, a serious push of sockeye coupled with increased turbidity from warm water runoff put the Skagit Red Salmon on the snap. MixedMetalOutdoors.com's Ben Rosenbach dropped the anchor yesterday and dropped the hammer on four Cromer sockeye. Ben mentioned that his sounder was lit up most of the day with a pile of salmon moving upstream. That lines up with the Baker River sockeye trap, which the count exceeded 750 yesterday and pushed that Baker Lake total up over 4,216. With the river so low, there's a ton of bank access at Highway 9, Young's Bar, Sterling Bar, and Burlington Soccer Fields. Try plunking in shallow water with orange and pink spinning glows tipped with raised bait sand shrimp or coon shrimp. Think small presentations close to the bottom and you'll have a red salmon on 4th of July. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. We still need two captains for the dogderby.com. That's two weeks from today. Free event for the captains, and you will have an absolute ball. Um, and then um, sportsmen's advocates. Here we go. Sport, they uh, dropped that lawsuit against Lorna Smith, uh, one of our Ill illegally appointed wildlife commissioners. We're going to keep an eye on how that shakes out as well. We may get uh, Lorna Smith removed from the commission and uh, we'll, we'll just uh, keep, definitely keep our eye on that. She, uh, I mean, it's pointed out in a court of law. She's an unlawful commissioner on the WDFW wildlife commission. Yes. And thank, thanks to the sportsman's Alliance for, uh, for keeping their, you know, yeah. nose to the grindstone on this one. And then, you know, this, this whole green energy deal, you're, 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 Noah said, go ahead, you can... How does that happen? Kill 100 minkies, 38 fin whales, 20 critically endangered right whales, and thousands of seals and dolphins. That's, mm. that's green energy. That's, wow. Dude, that's, we, do, huh. we do not want and that we, off our coast. And we can't, we can't call a couple harbor seals in yeah. Puget Sound? I tell you <laughs> what, man, just absolutely nuts. Coming to you live and on location... From Jeff Lalone's office, who just stepped into his office. The boss by is the way. here. The boss is here. So we're going to pop out for a quick break. And uh, from the perspective of one Jeff Lalone, what's going on here in July? <laughs> he, he's got a few stories to tell you. He's going to do that next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Welcome to the wheelhouse here in 710's The Outdoor Line. Hey, a quick correction. Uh, Marine Area 11 is open Thursday through Sunday, so this week it's only open the first and second, closed for Monday. Then we'll reopen the following Thursday, so, uh, so keep that in mind. Thursdays through Sundays in Marine Area 11, so you got a two-day opener to kick things off. 
Jeff Lalone, Bayside Marine. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? I just, what are you doing with all your free time in July? Yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> such thing as free time in July. A little bit of evening fishing here and there, and that's about it. But uh, as you see that boat launch this morning, it's going to be another busy day, which is great. I love it. I mean, it's so nice to see, you know, people using this great resource that we have and getting out a beautiful couple days, you know, and I guess a beautiful week is just going to be great. So. Good fun out there for everybody. I hope. Well, that's why we wanted to broadcast from here. <laughs> yeah, this you is know, a it's bad just, it's, shot right here, it's, isn't it? It's right? beautiful. You, you got this amazing I, view. I can, I can see the tip of my antenna I can, right yeah, here. Yeah, I can just almost <laughs> yeah. see the sea beast over there. And we got the boat ramp right here. We're just watching. I mean, this boat thing is. It's, I'm going to go over and get a picture when we're done. It's There won't be a spot left to park no, over there. I'll guarantee absolutely. you that. Um, and a beautiful day for guys to get out on the water, catch some crab, maybe run down to area 10 fish for some resident coho we got some a few oh, go, chinook go options run down to 11 run to 11 you could run to 11 if you wanted to um run, yeah man run I mean, to cq things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. things are popping now it, it won't be long and we'll have our our area 9 open in 13 uh J july 13th and with with what we're hearing from the coast and some of our other fisheries going on around uh you know southeast vancouver island dude it's, Area 9 is going to be yeah. on fire They're, right out of the gate. Yeah, I, I, and uh, you, you know right now that fish are coming into CQ and coming into Port Angeles. But, but you know, just, just getting back to, you know, Jeff, you've been down here. You, you like me, grew up on the waterfront around here. And, and, and you know, you grew up working at Bayside Marina. I mean, remember the old ramshackle post frame building you, oh, had, yeah. you had down there? And it, so, I mean, when did you start? What year did you start down here? And just give us a little bit of the, the, the history of Bayside Marina and the Port Everett waterfront here. So I started working for my Uncle Jim Everett Boathouse uh, when Everett I was Boathouse. 12 years old, and I never <laughs> left. <laughs> one thing on your resume. Oh, I got well. Yeah, that's just one job on my resume. And, uh, and man, I, every time, you know, just sitting in here, I just look out the window and f realize how lucky I am. I mean, the the atmosphere, uh, you know, of the waterfront, and but the people. Yeah. I mean, boaters in general are, are niches that, you know, 30 foot and under stuff, and and those people are just great people, and uh, so I, I just really lucky to to spend my time down here. And uh, you know, we built this building facility about 15 years ago, and it's just been just been perfect. I yeah, mean, it just works great. Um, and the and concept is that of a dry stack. And, and, and the dry stack takes so much maintenance, so many maintenance concerns out of the owner's hand. Every, well, the whole time you have your boat in the water, it's costing you. It's costing you money for shore power. It's costing you money for zincs. It's costing you money for bottom paint. It's costing you money, you know, because it, it, it the more time a boat spends in the water, the, uh, you know. The it's more, wear and tear. It's wear and tear, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, so and, and it's, you know, so we've got it inside. It's uh, it's out of the elements. It's uh, You don't you know, need a boat trailer. You don't need a trailer. You don't need to deal with what we're looking at going on <laughs> over there today. I mean, and, and that low tide, the midday today. Oh, just, you know, if you're coming back to the boat launch, uh, you need to get back here probably in the next uh, hour and a half or so. And When's then low slack? When I think it it's 11, 11. 15 or something. Yeah. yeah, so think about that. So minus three, I think, today. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, think about that. Either come back early or come back late. Now, in fairness, the Port of Seattle did, excuse me, the Port of Everett did coordinate with Department of Natural Resources and the tribes and got things dredged. So the ramp is better. 
but still, there's not a ramp yeah, in the mine, state. Yeah, minus, minus three. It's, it's, that ain't going to help you. That's that's correct. Not so going to help you. Either come back early or come Stay back late. late. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It looks like the wind's not going to get too bad till maybe three or four, so you should be good. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just a beautiful day right now out there. People are going to just have a great time out there. You know, you know what I love about this place is – walking around in the dry stack and and it's a it's a boat show in there right yeah, yeah. you walk around and, and there's all these boats i can smell chris Seniel's old two-stroke <laughs> from from way up there um and you just you you walk around and you look at all these boats just tucked away so nice it's like man this it's just one of the coolest facilities i've ever seen it's nice you know when people are looking let's say they're looking for a boat or, or maybe they're looking on how to rig their boat or set up their boat you know we can just walk out there and kind of look around and so this guy did it like this and this guy's got it like that and you know so it's just a, and like you say it's it's a show it's a it's a place to kind of get some just help with some of your ideas of what you were going to do and how you're going to do it and um, like I say, the, the the clientele that we have is just they're just such good people. And uh, it's just, you know, it's a family deal, man. Well, it really is. And, and, and the good people that you have working here, too. I, I mean, you you have some of the best mechanics and some of the best folks in the whole complete parts department and stuff like that, which is just becoming such a rarity these days to have, you know, a family around the dealership, which 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 is what you Obviously, Bayside Marines, your your uh, Porta Everett home for out for Yamaha outboards and and sales and service and so much more. So uh, you know you, you've 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 really from from the old building over there. You know you, you've you've come a long way, man. Yeah, it's it feels a, good. Man. Such a cool really place. Feels good. Such a cool place. Do you have any room left in the base stack? You sold out. Uh, we've been for the last three years. We've been full with a bit of a waiting list and. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've talked. We talked about some expansion, but uh, unfortunately, that's kind of going away. The the price of the construction now is kind of overwhelmed. What it would the return would be to do it, but that may change. You know, we're still yeah. we're still kind of thinking about it and uh, see what happens in the next couple of years. In the meanwhile, your uh, your location's pretty solid with the largest boat ramp in the state, right? Yeah, now. got yeah, it. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, that, which incidentally has the largest line. To get to the boat ramp <laughs> yeah. in the state right now, but yeah, again, just you know, remind people that 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 low tide, you better bring a few bottles of water to dump on the ramp if you think yeah. you're getting it. Yeah, <laughs> big low tides, man, it's it's an issue. So yeah. those those folks that are uh, launching right now, better plan on uh, spending the day out on the water. Yeah. So Jeff, you know, you you and I have, have known each other a long, long time. We got to fish sit together a whole bunch, and uh, you know, that's that's another thing that that guys need to be aware of is look, you know, this isn't just a place. That somebody, you know, it just decided to start a business. I mean, this is truly boating and fishing and angling is really your passion as well. Absolutely, man. And for me and my good friend Dave Miller fished the bubble last night. We lost uh, one good fish, and and uh, but just you know, just being out on the water and being being around the. Uh, you know, the Puget Sound here and, you know, fishing with you and Jojo. I mean, we've, we've had some great times out there and, and just going to expect more. Like say that area nine opener is going to be oh, yeah. just a great time. And so, so let me, let me pepper you with a couple questions because, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more people, you know, come into the market for the first time and with, with boats, you know, becoming so much better. If you're a first time boat owner, what should people be looking at? I mean, with, with regard, because there's a whole bunch, I mean, dude, if you own, half an acre in western washington you were issued 
a fiberglass boat in some level of disrepair and then it's laying in the backyard yeah. rotting, yeah. right? You know, there's so much old glass around. I mean, should somebody take something like that on a resurrection project? How do you approach that? How do you counsel people that are looking to buy a boat for the first time? Especially a first time buyer, I recommend a newer, smaller boat opposed to an older, bigger boat. I mean, you want to get in and be able to turn the key and go. I mean, this, uh, this, there's just not that many people that know how to fix this older stuff anymore. And we're really, our service guys are really getting away from that anymore. So and you got kind of an arbitrary 15 years old cutoff. Yeah, I mean, 20, it, maybe. 20, okay. It depends on the model too. Right. I mean, there's certain models that um, we can still work on and, and such, but parts are harder. It, it's just that these days, people want to get in. They want to turn the key. They want to go boating. And you you, you see this older 24-foot boat that you think you can kind of, you know, I get the deal. Hey, every, I fixed everything on this boat. Yeah, and yeah. and a 25-year-old stern drive boat, it, it's impossible, yeah. right? So, you know, go for the 20-foot the boat with the uh, newer outboard there on it. Go. And you can just get in and use it. And then, you know, start, you know, start on the lake a little bit, right? And, I mean, this Puget Sound has has lots of lots of hazards out mm-hmm. there and you really got to know what you're doing before you get out there so get on the, you don't want to get out and get the wife and the kids in the boat and go out this morning and then that wind comes up at three o'clock and, and you're it's on going the other side too. yeah and you're on the other side of hat yeah and you got to hit the mouth of the river and and you know all those people putting their boats on the trailer and it's a fiasco and, and it's not a good time and, and you get bad taste in her mouth and pretty soon she's just like mm. then she's like no more boats. Yeah, she. I don't like boats. I mean, yeah. so start smaller. Start on the lakes. Easy, quick, easy couple first trips. You know, don't get carried. We're going to the San Juans on our first trip. No, don't don't yeah, do that. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. the the new the new outboards um, are just so they're so good. You if you take care of them, you change the oil every once in a while. Throw some new spark plugs in there. They just keep working. I remember, you know, back when I was commercial shrimping out here uh i I would run two strokes and they were fine and i'm burning lots of miles every year working you know five to seven days a week listen they had a short lifespan i would i'd blow those things up in about if i got three years i was happy with that yeah and you know at that point it's like okay three years of commercial fishing that's just when you repower Mm -hmm. you know with these new four-stroke motors I keep a, a motor on my commercial boat for eight or ten years, right. and then I don't I don't blow it up. I've never blown one up. I sell it and I put a new motor on my boat. Right, and they just keep working. Right, you know, when fishing with Derek Floyd up in Sitka this year, he's like, you know, you you guys think that two thousand hours is a lot of hours down there. Yeah, he says I not. sell them and get good money for them at two thousand hours. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, I know John John Martinez. He had 2,000 hours on that 300 of his, and you know changed the oil and did yeah. his service and stuff. And the 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 one thing about the the outboards, the best thing you can do is use them. Yeah. And that's where the dry stack comes in. And I tell people on a beautiful November December day, you know, just go for a little ride in the thing and do that in February. Do that a couple three times throughout the winter, and you're gonna just about guarantee. I mean, to put it in the water and run and steer it and drive it and shift it. It, it, it just, just keeps, keeps everything them, yes. going, right? You know, letting them sit is the worst. Stuff goes bad in the boat Does. when they sit around. It just happens. Yes. But being inside saves a lot of that. And going for a little ride on a beautiful winter day, you know, early spring day, sure. it's just going to make stuff work for you when you're ready for it. You or know? going July. 
which yeah. we've got a month of now. <laughs> yeah. this, this go is, go this, every day. Yeah, yeah go every day. day. Yeah, and if you go today, you won't be lonely no, out you there. Won't no, be, you'll be, be surrounded by a whole boat around your closest <laughs> friends. Jeff Alone, Bayside Marine, thanks for letting us crash yeah, your office. Yeah, thanks for so, coming in, guys, yeah. and I was, I was glad to have you anytime. We made, so. I, made, I made a silly putty uh, copy of your key right there, so I'll just, oh, I'll just okay, have Oh, okay, good, good. You got the code. Yeah, well, yeah you're welcome anytime. Appreciate that. All right, I'll see you next week. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian and the lady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean turned red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago deal in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth-wheelers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more. Great place to sell or consign your RV at Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Puget Sound is Open alive with boaters right now. Um, obviously, right out in front of us here, right out in front of the Port of Everett, we got, I don't know, there's probably, <laughs> could be maybe 500 <laughs> boats out there between here and Tulela, the bubble, uh, Camano Head, Hat Island, um, crabbing is, is here guys. It's time, uh, get your pots in, get that crab dinner. Um, uh, there's some opportunity to fish now locally here. We got the bubble open. We got area 10 still cranking. Nick Kester checked in with me, said the resi coho bite is on fire this morning. They're almost, uh, almost limited out. And then area 11's open. Yep. Yep. And, and those guys were murdering the Chinook when that closed and I would guarantee you that, that there are a pile of Chinook down there that are that are snappy, and uh, guys are probably already got fish in the boat. Um, and so Area 11 open Thursdays through Sundays. So this week it will be open July 1st and 2nd, closed for Monday, and reopen Thursday. You've got CQ opened up today, Marine Area 5. You've got you've got the East Straits, um, Area 6, uh, and, and all of those. I mean. You know, you look at what's going on on the coast right now. Our dear friend Dave Johnson, who's probably going to jump with it, who may have a very interesting announcement next week with regard to halibut opportunity. Yes, I um, saw that. It, you know, there's there's fish at at, at Nia Bay. The, the the pick of the pack on the coast is Westport right now. There's no question about it. If you missed Phil Anderson, former WDFW, former WDFW director Phil Anderson, if you missed his segment, uh, go catch the podcast at mynorthwest.com or, or theoutdoorline.com. Matt will have it up shortly after we get, get done this morning. But it, it's a very eloquent explanation of what's going on both in a biological and a legal front with our with our um, increased hatchery output that's it's really starting to show now but really we'll get some traction next, next year. year um and and so you know i i mean this is a great time to to this july is the reason we we put up with December, January, February, and March around here, right? You yeah, know? otherwise we'd pull a toe back and <laughs> we'd be out of here and we'd be in Florida. FLA. Sorry, I'm in Costa Rica. I, I, done, I, also, I done bought a fiberglass boat. <laughs> I also want to mention uh, we have upwards of 
getting close to probably 180,000 sockeye over Bonneville. The guys are over there fishing on them, and I feel like you know uh, our forecast, I believe, was about two two hundred thirty four thousand this year, and we're not even going to see a peak of this thing till July tenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, somewhere in there. Uh, we're probably going to come in over forecast. The sockeye fishing that fishery over there is very popular, and our our good buddy Austin Mosier's on it today, uh, first day back fishing. So. We'll probably have Austin jump in next week and tune you guys up on that fishery because that's going to be on fire over on the east it side. It is. And, no, and, no question. And now, with nearly 5,000 sockeye in Baker Lake, WDFW is going to have to come up with a doggone good reason why, why that thing open. isn't open yes. when they opened it last year on with two fish in the lake. Mm-hmm. So let's let's have some opportunity. We may have a suggestion um, of a co- point of contact for the Mill Creek office of WDFW and uh, try to run that up the flagpole this week because there's, there's really no reason why those fish aren't going to be open season on Baker Lake. So we'll, we'll check it out because, you know, we're, we're starting to see with a little bit increased turbidity, the bite in the skagit for those sockeyes has really picked up. And so let's have it in the lake too, gang. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be reaching out with some of that stuff as well. Um, you know, meanwhile, uh, it, um, we're <laughs> dude, I just, I, I love seeing Westport being the pick of the pack because dude, it was, it was like, like Phil Anderson mentioned, it was a difficult decade in, in Westport, you know, and, and some friends of ours that used to spend the number there bounced on down to Ilwaco, right? Because, I mean, Ilwaco is a whole another you know, a bunch of advantages. You're, you're just as close to the tuna grounds, but yet you've got that fishery on the beach, and then you've got Buoy 10 when it opens up as well. So, you know, I don't blame them, but, but for, for Westport to open up as strong as it did, I mean, again, for most of the old hands at Westport haven't seen fishing like this in Marine Area 2 on an opener Do, hot from the gun in years. Does John Kaiser move his operation back to Westport? <laughs> That's the question. I wasn't going to call John out on that. But, <laughs> but there's some there's, there's a correlation between Kaiser, Kaiser leaving, Westport leaving Westport and Westport's resurgence. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. there is. And, I mean... And, can, I mean but I, I did see some some nice fish from Kaiser down there on the 100%, opener. He, he, yeah. he was knocking the snot out of yeah. him. Yeah, and, um, and El awesome. I love El Waco, and I love Nia Bay, too. So, I and, mean, and, and 2,300 Bay. anglers out in yeah. Nia Bay. Yeah. That is impressive. That's a push. And we were wondering what was going on because we had kind of a not a lot of uh, presence out there. Guys were not yeah. going out, you know, for the halibut, the lingcod. It was pretty slow. Um, well, guys were waiting, they were waiting for the Chinook and and now they're out there and it's just great to see so many people out there supporting all those small businesses, big salmon resort out in Nia Bay. Uh, they need you guys to go out there and spend some money. Fisheries in Puget Sound and the ocean are an amazing economic driver. Huge. We just have to get Olympia to pull their head out of their collective gazunka hikings and and figure it out that enhancing this, Washington could again become the salmon capital of the world. As Which Westport, I, I, w- I would love that. We all want that. Yes. All right, you missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com, hit the podcast on the outdoorline.com, download the Apple Podcast app. You can get us all right there. Give Joey a follow at Joey. Pyburn on Instagram at the Outdoor Lawn on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks to Bayside Marine Jeff Alone for uh, letting us sneak in here for the no good reason remote. We're, we're close to our we're close to our craft so beer remote, we, so we can <laughs> see the boat. <laughs> thanks to Matt Nelson for uh, keeping the ship on the tracks uh, from our Seattle studios. Uh, thanks to Joey Pyburn as well. This has been Tom. This is Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Enjoy your July. <laughs>